Welcome to this edition of Our Devotions, coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. My name is Melvin Christen, and I'm one of the visitation pastors here at the church. We're so glad that you took the opportunity to join us today. Let us prepare for God's word by listening to an inspiring musical selection. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to present your word today. I pray that everything I say will be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Our scripture lesson today comes from Mark chapter 3, verses 7 through 19, and it reads as follows. Jesus departed with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him. Hearing all that he was doing, they came to him in great numbers from Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, beyond the Jordan, and the region around Tyre and Sidon. He told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, so that they would not crush him. For he had cured many, so that all who had diseases pressed upon him to touch him. Whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and shouted, You are the Son of God. But he sternly ordered them not to make him known. He went to the mountain and called to those whom he wanted, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve whom he also named disciples to be with him and to be sent out to proclaim the message and to have authority to cast out demons. So he appointed the 12. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Bonerges, that is, sons of thunder, 
and Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus and Simon the Cananean and Judas Iscariot who betrayed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When my wife Mary and I watched the progress of our first house as it was being constructed, we began to appreciate the roles of each person involved in bringing that house to completion. It took like-minded people getting together to achieve a common goal, even though some had more power than others. They had varying skills, but were committed to the same outcome. They had a vision of what the end product would look like. They were willing to follow the, the blueprint that had been given to them. They had to follow a designated leader and often work under trying circumstances. Eventually, the house was built. In a similar way, God is building his kingdom and he needs workers to help him build his kingdom. The kingdom of God is a spiritual rule over the hearts and lives of those who willingly submit to God's authority. Paul in Romans 14, 17 describes it this way. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The word of the Apostle Paul. Now those who defy God's authority and refuse to submit to him are not part of the kingdom of God. In contrast, those who acknowledge the lordship of Christ and surrender to God's rule in their hearts are part of the kingdom of God. God's kingdom has been growing ever since Jesus came to earth. And during Jesus' ministry, he performed miracles. He healed every single one who came to him. He cast out demons and raised the dead. He came as the Son of God who put aside his divinity and took on humanity and said he could do nothing without the Father. Jesus increased kingdom building by calling his disciples and appointing 12 of them as apostles. This was crucial in expanding God's kingdom, which continues to expand today through us, his church. Now, what's the difference between a disciple and an apostle? The word disciple is used throughout the New Testament to refer to people who believed in Jesus and followed him. We as believers are disciples. The Greek word for apostle literally means one who is sent and is given the authority of the one who sent him. Let, let me go over this again. 
The Greek word for apostle literally means one who is sent and is given the authority of the one who sent him. These 12 were chosen by Jesus and given special authority. Why 12? 12 is a significant number in the Bible. And the thing that might first come to mind is that 12 tribes of Israel. Each tribe was representative of Jacob's 12 sons. These 12 tribes established the nation of Israel. The book of Revelation refers to 12 gates and 12 angels and has 22 occurrences of the number 12. The number signified rather a completeness and a wholeness of God's authority and government. The 12 apostles would help establish the kingdom of God. It was through their teaching that they would pass down the knowledge of God and his son Jesus and what God requires from his people. Jesus appointed them for three reasons, according to our scripture. The first responsibility was to be with Jesus. This involved traveling with him, learning from him in public and in private, eating with him and being trained by him. They were to follow him day and night to see how he lived and to learn what he taught. Their second responsibility was to preach. To preach means to publicly proclaim the gospel. Public does not always mean in an open space with a loud voice. Public means to share with anyone who will listen, to share with anyone who will listen. And when we preach the kingdom of God, we preach the gospel. The content of our message is the good news about Jesus Christ. The message is that Jesus came into the world to save sinners. He did this by dying on the cross for our sins. And he rose again from the dead to show us that the enormous debt of our sins has been fully paid once and for all. Jesus is our savior. And everyone who calls on his name will be saved. Their third responsibility was to have authority to drive out demons. This authority came from Jesus. They had no authority in and of themselves, but if authority was given to them by Jesus, they were able to drive out demons. One reason they were given this authority was to prove that they were sent by Jesus. All of their responsibilities had a major role in kingdom building. Unlike the experience that Mary and I had of seeing a complete, a completely built house, helping to build the kingdom of God 
is an ongoing process. As believers, we are obligated to help build the kingdom of God. We can help do so by living righteously, willing to serve whenever we can, being a witness of God's love, praying and studying the scriptures daily, and attending church service. Blessing come as we serve in the kingdom of God. I end with this. Blessings come as we serve in the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your grace and mercy. Give us the wisdom to understand that as believers of Jesus, we have a major role in building the kingdom of God. Grant us the spirit and the will to do what you will have us to do. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.